I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Now, I'm taking this through the lens of like, how can you make extra money? Um, you know, so this is kind of like on top of what you ba- you pay for me, for my base pricing, this is how I can make extra money. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 106. If you're enjoying the podcast and listening to us, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're flipping the script. Last time we talked about what you can charge for extra for when you're an influencer. This time we're talking about Jesse's uh, photography business and what she can charge extra for, the six things that she can charge extra for as a photographer. But before we get into it, what are you drinking today, Jesse? Well, as I mentioned last time, the 12 pack of Shipyard Pumpkin is still still the thing. well you know i it's like one a day you know so we're still That's we're still you know working you're in your 30s yeah so it's all good it's all good so i'm still working through that still enjoying it i love it <laughs> so. dry january is still is definitely over in the the wyman household no i'm just kidding. yeah we don't do that we don't participate in dry january um, but yeah i heard it um, as a thing i actually had never heard of it until this year so I did not know really? it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I heard about it a couple of years ago. I've never done it on purpose. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. I am very excited to hear your take on what you can charge extra for as a photographer. Because yeah. I mean, we alluded to some stuff last time around with my episode on what you can charge extra for as an influencer. but. What can you charge extra for as a photographer, Jesse? Let's get yeah. into it. I'm going to be pretty succinct and I'm going to try to avoid going down the rabbit hole and be very, um, you know, uh, straightforward with a few things that I charge extra for. Um, but I do want to preface this by saying that there really isn't a right or wrong way to charge for your services as a photographer. I think any photographer listening in, there are some sort of generalities or, you know, certain forms of photography, you would handle your pricing, you know, in a general standard. Um, But what I'm going to be doing is bringing this to you from the lens of being a personal brand photographer, knowing that the way I do it isn't necessarily the right or wrong way to do it. It's just how I do it. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. But number one, the first thing that always comes to mind is charging extra for is extra images. Now I'm taking this through the lens of like, how can you make extra money? Um, you know, so this is kind of like on top of what you ba- you pay for me for my base pricing, this is how I can make extra money. So first and foremost, extra images. Um, I charge a package price, um, you know, as long as my clients sort of fit within that, that's what they get. And they get a set number of images, anything extra they have to pay for. So outside of whatever's included in their package, they're going to be giving me an extra fee for that a la carte. I did look at my numbers because I know we like to talk about numbers and we've been trying to be a little bit more transparent with that. Last year, I made 8,000 in extra in, in extra wow. image sales. So it's nothing to you know balk at. You can really actually increase your revenue a lot by charging extra for images. I know there's photographers out there that just give all the images away 
And if that's how your business model works, that's totally fine. That's just not what I choose to do. So, and that's one way that I'm able to boost my revenue. The, Before you go any further, I have yeah. a question about this. Yes. So I know when you call a session, you know, you're taking time to pick out the best photos and all that kind of stuff. Um, with the 8K, do you think that you actually made 8,000 extra in image sales because you spent so much more time, you know, you send more images to people and they are able to see them and they're like, oh, I really love that one too. So on top of my 20 images, I want to buy these other these other 10 or whatever. Obviously, that's on a small scale compared to what you can have in a session. Like, Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So I'll, the way my pack, my process operates is I'll call down the images to the best images. And I, I try not to overload my clients with options because they do have to ultimately make a decision of, you know, my packages right. are either 20 or 45 images. So whatever package they choose. So, you know, let's say it's the 45 image package, then they have to pick those. And I don't want it to be super, super overwhelming. And I want to give them enough variety to choose from. But at the same time, I make it clear to them as part of my process that I will deliver images for them to choose from. They like that control. Um, yeah. When I pick, if I were to pick the 45, it may not be the 45 that they wanted to pick. So first of all, I allow them to pick them. So that gives them like reassurance that they have some control over the final selection process. But then in that pool of images, there's many times where they want extra. And so there is a little bit of intentionality there where I give myself the opportunity to upsell um, for that work. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, is it? All right. So then image licensing. I know we talked a little bit about this with your episode regarding um, charging extra as an influencer. This is something I don't make as much in an additional licensing. um, But in certain cases, I do license my images to another brand or business. The primary way I do this is with my interior photography clients. Now, it doesn't always happen. Um, but for example, I have one um, client, a couple of clients where I've licensed images from their interior photo projects to, let's say, the Stone Company or the Faucet Company, or maybe they use window treatments and the window treatment company wanted to use those images. So it's relicensing the images that I've already taken to somebody else who wants to use it either for their blog, Instagram, or website, whatever it may be. I'll, I'll work with them to figure out what it is, and I'll come up with a price that I believe is fair. Um, one thing I will say as a caveat is for photographers out there, make sure it's clear that your clients know whether your license to them is exclusive or non-exclusive. It's a, If it is exclusive, that means that you cannot relicense it to anybody else. It's what you're guaranteeing them, that they're going to be the only ones having those images. When it's non-exclusive, which my license is a non-exclusive license, even with my personal brand clients, um, but in cases like, let's say it's um, a beautiful like branded stock image that I've created for a personal brand client. Let's look at those flat lays. If someone were to say, oh, I love that image. Can I license it? When it comes to my personal brand clients, I and even my interior clients, I always go back to them to make sure it's okay. Even though I have the ability to, even though I have the right to, I own the copyright. I find it good practice to always check with them if they're comfortable with that. So image licensing last year, I made just under $900 doing that um, from past clients. So there is an opportunity to do that. 
Um, and then the other thing that you can charge extra for, or what I offer a la carte is offering extra shooting hours outside of your package. So, um, my packages include a set number of hours that we're going to, to shoot. Some of my clients feel like they may be able to like book the two hour session, but they're worried they may go over that. So I always tell them like, Hey, if we go over that, it's going to be this amount of money or, you know, you can purchase, you know, an hour extra a la carte, whatever that is. So they then feel confident in that they're still working within their budget, knowing that if we need to go outside of that, they're well aware of what that cost would be. Um, Another way you handle that when like, so we like, we've been at a shoot and like something happens and you definitely need extra time. How do you handle that? Have you always have that conversation right up front with the client? Like, is that built into your your contract that if you need extra time, it's going to cost this much money? Or is that something that like you just if. if yeah. Happens, so you're like, by the way. Right. So that is a really good question. And what I always have done with those clients that are like kind of on the fence, I will make sure that that day I have it on my calendar. Um, a, I'll make sure that I have time to do that. Let's say I have a client booked in the afternoon at two o'clock. And let's say this client wants to book at, you know, 10 in the morning, go to go to noon. I probably wouldn't be able to add on extra time at that point. I would say we, we either need to find another day. If you want that safety net of that extra hour as an option, then we need to look at a different time. And I will specifically put it in their contract that um, if we go over, this is what the rate is. I do also on my website offer to have an a la carte addition. So let's say they want my four-hour package and they know they're going to want more time than that. They can add on two hours directly there. And that way, like we already know exactly how many hours we're shooting. So yes, in some cases, there's not an opportunity to do that depending on what day we're shooting, what else I have going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with um, another way that you could charge extra is offering video. Some photographers have started doing that. Um, I've experimented with video, but I've actually decided that I'm not as efficient with it. So I've sort of taken a step back from video. But I recently saw another photographer in the space doing um, uh, an add-on all the cart offering B-roll video. It's just B-roll. It's nothing fancy. Um, I may reconsider doing that. Again, it's just a matter of becoming efficient between switching between video and stills with your camera and making sure that you're comfortable doing that and the time allotted. So my my fear is that I or my goal is always to make sure they get the stills. That's my goal. That's why I'm there. So I'm less focused on the video um, aspect of it. So until I get really more proficient at it, I really don't want to offer it at the moment. Um, and as you mentioned, Kate, um, sort of rush deliveries. That's another yeah. way photographers can charge extra for or make additional money on. Now, again, you got to make sure that you can do that and you still want to charge for your time. It's not like this money is just going to fall from the sky. It is money that you're charging. Right but you can put an extra value on that to move other priorities around if you need to. I do know of a photographer specifically in Florida, for whatever reason, her clients always like want the images like the next day and she charges. They get excited. They get buco bucks because she's like, well, I can do it for you next day, but it's going to cost a lot. And so there is opportunity to offer that to your clients. I actually have not ever done this, but I know it has worked for other clients. So I wanted to put that for other photographers. You, um, you do have a very fast timeline though, I must say. I always deliver 
what is it? Under promise over deliver. So I yeah, have a, uh, I, I, yeah. I, the quickest you'll get your images with me will be three weeks, but I always do that. I always try to get it sooner than that. My contract says yeah. three weeks. So, yeah. um, and then lastly, number six, uh, another, another way to uh, charge extra is like really high end retouching. Um, I have a certain level of retouching that's already included in my package. It's very much as an as needed basis. Um, I don't like to alter bodies, but I will take out that, you know, pimple that you have. I will, um, you know, if your flyaways are super, super distracting, as long as it's like nothing um, too crazy, that's usually something I will take care of if it's noticeable. Like if you are, if it's a wide shot and you are way far away from the camera and you're like, you know, holding a book in your hand, looking away and like, you can't even see your flyaways, but like, we know they're there. I'm not going to deal with it. Like, I'm not going to do that, but there is an opportunity for some photographer. Like I personally don't do this again. This is one of those things where it is an opportunity. I don't personally offer it to, to offer that high end retouching. Maybe it's on those headshots and maybe you can offer like a high touch or high, like white glove service to some of your images and really charge a higher amount for that. It's going to take you time or maybe you're sending that out to your editor to do, to outsource, but there's still um, time involved with that. So I would say for me, the way I make most of my extra money is the extra images and the licensing. That's really how I make make additional money. Um, so yeah, that was like really quick. I think I did that in like I have a couple of quick minutes. follow-ups. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know mine was mine was a lot longer because I'm more verbose, I guess. Um, so with this, right? So last time I broke it down about how, like, I, I, you know, I have my base deliverables, and then I have my hourly rate, and then I have the extras, right? And I just build that all into a package, and I send that off. How do you deliver a package? Like, I, I mean, I do know this, but I want to know, like, how do you deliver a package when you've discussed all of these options, such as how many images you're planning on, you know, you, you have in your package to begin with, and then these extra things? Do you build it all into your cost? Do you give them like an itemized thing? Like, what do you do? And so, what would you suggest people do? Yeah. So for me, as that works best for my business is having set packages. And that's what 90% of my leads fall into. Um, they're personal brands. Uh, they're usually smaller brands. So I usually keep with my standard limited commercial license for them. So I, I'm usually not being like, well, where are you using this? What are you doing? La, 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 la. Like I know what they're going to be using it for and it falls within my standard licensing. So I don't, I, I keep it simple. License photographers get so hung up on licensing sometimes that you're just spinning your wheels. I keep it simple. Unless I'm going to be working with Nike or some really well-known brand, I'm not going to charge differently. So, so what is in my package is what you get. Anything extra is extra. And so some of this is done after the fact. So like the extra image purchase, that's going to happen after the fact, but they know in their contract, it stipulates that like the photo delivery process, which says like, yep, you get whatever's included in your package. If you want additional images, you can order a la carte at whatever rate the image is. It's $35 right now. So $35 per image. And that's what they get. So if there is, if there is opportunity, like the time, you had a great question about that. If we know 
that they may need or want the extra hour, then I will put that into their contract. Um, But I don't bill them for that at that moment. What I do is like, let's say we do end up using that extra hour. And so in the contract, it'll say that fee is due before delivery of final images. And so that's when I'll bill them is they won't get their final images until they've paid that invoice. So then my next question, because we had talked about this when we talked with Mallory about like stacking payments. So when you submit a package to people um, and you know that there might be some outliers going on, I mean, I know you've got a, you've got a, a service, right? That people order the extra photos, they choose their photos and then they order the extra ones through right online. I yes. Mean, like pick time. Yeah, I actually don't do it through pick time. I do oh, what I okay. end up doing is so they're there as far as like my fee, it's a 50-50. So just like our um, you know, our previous guest, she mentioned the stacking payments. So 50% is due to reserve my date, 50% is due a week before the shoot, and that's what I get paid. And then if they wanted to order extra images, they would just that go into after. pick time. They would favorite which ones they want as their extra. I'll calculate what that is. I'll send them a new invoice for extra images separately. Similarly, with the hour add-on, they would get a separate invoice prior to the delivery of their final images. They would need to pay that before I released them for download. All right. Well, I think... Yeah. Uh... I think you, you know, as I always say, you are an inspiration to me, Jesse, and how organized you have everything for your business. So it was, <laughs> it was great hearing. No, it was great. It was great not only hearing these six extra things that you can charge extra for as a photographer, um, and how similar sometimes a lot of it is between the two of us with our, yeah. our se- seemingly different businesses, um, but also kind of how you keep everything organized and on track. I try um, to be. I, I try to just say, don't overthink it. That's all. I've spent many, many of minutes and hours overthinking things. And that is, that is something I try to minimize these days. But once you find a system that works, the best thing I can say is just don't question, like, don't question it unless you need to, like, otherwise, you're not making men's meat or, you know, yeah. Exactly. That kind of the business. If it if it ain't fixed or what is it? If it ain't broke, broke, don't don't fix fix it. it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to try to check out our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and you can follow us on Instagram also at Cocktails and Content Creation. I am Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.